Stories of the human spirit. Candid conversations about action, passion, and love. The law of action is about living in balance, moving forward with momentum in inspired action. Overcome challenges, create success, amplify your life, and achieve things you never thought possible. It's all waiting for you. If you're ready to break through your fears and live your life in massive action, this is the show for you. He's a best-selling author, speaker, advisor, your host, Mr. Action himself, Rob Actis. Welcome to the show, Action Takers. Glad to have you here. Living the Law of Action is based on my book, The Law of Action, and I love to connect with the movers and shakers of the world who are passionate about the good they do for others and who listen to their hearts, taking inspired action every single day. If it's your first time joining us, thank you, thank you, thank you. On this show, my guests are incredible. Today, she's not a guest. She's a friend, and she's my co-host. It's Samara Beth, and thank you for being here on the Living the Law of Action show. I don't know why I love jazz fingering. I know. I don't know why you do that either. That's so funny. Well, okay. So thank you for being here today. And we're just continuing our conversation on action. And before we started recording, you're talking about mopping and how philosophical (laughs) you became talking about mopping. And what are you talking about? Well, let me preface and start by saying that I hate to mop more than anything. Like, give me a toilet brush. I will clean a toilet to loud music. I will Swiffer vacuum, clean the bathroom, the kitchen. But as soon as the floor has to be mopped. You know how I mop the floor? I hate it. You know how I do it? I I never (laughs) thought, I hated mopping too. And then I had the uh, cleaning people come and they mopped it with a towel. They yeah, they just, get on all fours. No, they mopped it with their foot and it was so easy. And they, I'm like, oh, that's so easy. Yeah. And it's, you don't have to do this thing and you have a wet towel. And I'm just saying, you know, it's all, <laughs> the law of action is based on decide, plan, act, and taking action. And if you don't succeed in the action you're taking, you get to pivot. So if mopping <laughs> is not working with a mop and it's gross, Try a towel. That's your pivot. So it's house cleaning tips 101 <laughs> from Samara Bath here on the Living Law of Action show. Except I don't pivot. See, what's happening here is I'm have to mopping pivot. myself. I'm mopping myself in the corner and I have to walk over the wet spot to get to my phone and to the Swiffer wet. And I try to remember to move it back, but sometimes I fail. And sometimes they do the same thing the next time and then the next time and the next time. So it's just like business and personal. We make a mistake or we have the wrong relationship with someone and we do it once and we're like, okay, we learned from it. That's good. That's good. You do it twice. Shame on you. A little smack there. Three times. I think that's the definition of insanity. Rob. Oh, I think it is. I think it I, is. I think it is. <laughs> You have to, you have to pivot. You have to shift and adjust. You, you have to. It, otherwise, you know, it's kind of like you're walking towards a cliff and you're getting closer and closer. And you're seeing that ledge and you're just going to keep going straight. You know when things are not working for you. And if you continue to do that, you will fall off the cliff. And then that's self-sabotage. And then that's a whole nother conversation. That's something that I need to have like a psychologist or a psychiatrist on on the platform to have a discussion with but you know so let, let me take that to another another space though I'm sure you see, will I'm sure you will I don't go all the way into the same corner I go into different corners where I back myself up so what I do here is I'm learning changing something 
but realizing that that doesn't work too. But I never give up. I still have to pick up the mop and keep mopping. And that's where the resilience comes in. That's where you keep going. That's a true entrepreneur. Don't Abs- give up. Don't stop mopping. Absolutely. And I applaud you for that. And it's important. And so you you had a distinction of that you're not backing yourself into the same corner. You're backing yourself into different corners and you're learning and you're adjusting and you're making the pivot. And that's really important to do. It's very easy in our human dynamic to stay in our ruts and to just like circle and circle and circle and see people around us succeeding and we're not succeeding. And I I think it really comes down to the fear of looking bad in front of our family and friends. So we create this illusion that everything is okay when in fact we're spinning out of control and we won't do what I have now learned to do, which is ask for help. Like, help me, dear ones. Help me, family and friends. I need help. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so that's where if you keep mopping and backing yourself into that same corner and you're exhausted and you're done and you're just not succeeding even a little bit, that's when you delegate. It's time to give it up. And the truth is I hate to mop. So I usually do delegate that part. But right now I got to mop. I got to keep doing it. So I love it. I thought it was a great metaphor. It just just popped up. I I think it's a great, I think it's a great metaphor. And I, I think it's interesting because people don't realize like I have guys that come and they take care of my yard. I have a big yard and I live in an HOA and it has to be done right. And I apparently am am quite inept in taking care of a yard. It takes me hours and hours and hours. I don't do a very good job. And that time I can be working. So it's important to delegate. And I love the fact that I can go generate money and then pay my guys and they are then able to take care of their family. And they actually, I've talked to them. They love landscaping. They love taking care of the yard. They, they find great joy in it. That's not something I do. And so I get to go do something I love, which is go talk in front of a microphone. And then we all win. And I think it's, it's important to find the strengths that we have and really go full on into those and to find our weaknesses and admit there are weaknesses. You know, it's kind of like people that want to fix their own car. I personally have no right or any oblig. Not how can I put this? I personally should never touch a car, ever, ever. So to think that I'm going to like do maintenance on my car is just ridiculous. Because if I go do maintenance on my car, my little forty dollar oil change is going to turn into a nine hundred dollar or one thousand or five thousand dollar fix because I don't know what I'm doing. Like maybe I could change the oil. I could probably, I, I probably couldn't because I, I think okay, I have to put me, it on the lift or something like that. So you find what you're good at and then you find what you're not good at and you relinquish control, which is important to do. And you allow other people to take care of what you can and can't do. But sometimes so, you have to also learn. I agree with everything you're saying, but you also have to learn how to take care of yourself. So there's, of course, there's self-care. So oh my God, not adulting. Lawn. I have to adult. You could be I don't the, want to adult. No, you have to no. adult. 
So let me tell you. Let me tell you. My oh, first car. Oh, I know car, you will. Let me tell you. When you, I was you six tell feet, me. let you me tell, tell you. Me, let you, you me tell me. <laughs> tell you. Rob Axis. <laughs> Robbie. Um, so when I was a kid, when I turned 16, I got my driver's license that day. Uh, that's a whole nother story. That's interesting. I almost got shot in the parking lot. Um, but the armored car was being robbed. But my first car wait was a Wait, a wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I'm not going to no, let you bypass that. Okay, wait a minute. We only have 15 minutes. I understand that, but I'm just, I've never heard this story. So, okay, just give me the 60 second version. Okay, it's a of, short story. You almost got shot because an armed car, armed <laughs> truck is being robbed. Seriously? Outside the DMV in Baltimore. It was Baltimore. What do you think? So, okay, so it was the DMV in Baltimore. And <laughs> picture this. It's it's March 2nd, 2000, two, 19... You don't need to date yourself. Like 19, it, 1890 something. <laughs> 1990, I don't know. Um, anyway, I was 16. It was my birthday. Went into the DMV, got my driver's license passed because I was an all-A smarty. Passed. And I'm looking at my driver's license, reading it while I'm walking across the parking lot. And my mom's ahead of me, and she's in the car, and she turns on the car, and she's blasting Barbra Streisand, <laughs> Yento, Yento, in the parking lot of the DMV. I could hear it halfway down the parking lot, okay? So I'm like, oh my God, mom, please turn it down. I'm so embarrassed. And I look up, and I turn around, and a man was trying to rob the armored car outside the DMV, and there was shooting, and it was on the news. But I, I'm yelling at my mom, turn it off, turn it off, get down, get down. She didn't, couldn't hear me because she's blaring Barbara. And so that's what happened. I got to the car, and I told her, and I was shaking like crazy. And I didn't know exactly what was going on at the time, and I didn't even know what an armored car was until I watched the news. And I was like, holy crap, like, that was a big deal. So that's what happened there. But the car that I was okay, given- Okay, one more thing, one more thing. You're 16 <laughs> years old and you don't know what an armored vehicle is. You've never, what kind of sheltered yeah. life? Okay, well, I'm just going to let that slide. Okay, Why continue. Do that? Continue. Why do you do that? Continue. So, so my car was a, a Sable, a Mercury Sable. Do you remember those? I they ended up turning those. them all into cop cars. Um, yes. And it was white. So everyone thought my car was a cop car because it was a white Mercury Sable. Oh so they God. thought it was undercover. So they drive really slow <laughs> in front of me. It was very annoying. But what was more annoying is the car was my mother's and then my brother's and then mine. And by the time it got to me, I would be blinding eight cars back with the black black billows of smoke. It was horrible. And I was blinding everyone. I'd be going down highways blinding. My car would break down on the fast lane of the highways. This is Maryland, Baltimore. Like, And I went to College Park with this car, University of Maryland, and it was a nightmare, embarrassing, but the alternator kept ripping, it kept tearing, because it was on an angle, and I learned all about alternators. I had to keep filling the oil and the water, and the car would break down in the middle of the highway all the time. I had to hitchhike to a gas station, okay? So, did some crazy, stupid stuff, but that's the point, is that I had to learn how to deal with that car because I wasn't getting a new one until my dad followed me up the hill going to my house and was like, what the hell is that crap coming out of Samara's car? I was blinding him. And he gets in the house and goes, Lar, our daughter's driving a car that's going to kill people. <laughs> we have to get her a new car. Okay, you just have my, to learn. 
In my own adulting. defense, I would have to go and get a computer science degree to work on my car. So I'm just going to say that, <laughs> and I don't want to do that. But I do agree with that. Look, I I learned how to cook because I needed to cook. I got divorced, and I I my wife always my ex wife always cooked for me. I wasn't allowed to cook. She wouldn't let me cook, and and I really have discovered that I love cooking, and I'm really good at it. And I did learn how to do that, and I find great joy in that. So we do have to, we do have to adult and we have to find out what we're good at. But I will tell you, there's a couple of things that I don't do well. Um, I don't clean a house well. I try, but I tend to create more of a mess than, than what <laughs> normally should happen. It looks like a tornado goes through. And my wife, Tanya is always like, you got to just stay at one room at a time. Well, I go from the kitchen to the bedroom, to the bathrooms, <laughs> to this, and it ends up taking like 25, 30 hours. And so- I have admitted defeat on that. I don't do a very good job. And so I have people that do that. And the yard, uh, I don't do a very good job of that. And I don't find joy at it. So I do other things that that bring me joy. But it's important to take care of, of ourselves. And, and I admire you that you dove in and you took care of your car. And now you mop, but you tend to <laughs> Not go well. into a corner. Well, the whole point of this, and we've been rambling on for whatever, but I know, but here's the thing. So that you're talking about mopping, but you're talking about in, in life. So, so give me your analogy of mopping and life. Yeah. I feel like we're kind of mopping up our struggles. I know that sounds really deep, right? Wow. That's deep. we're, we're mopping up our struggles and we're trying to get them out, all that frustration and the stress and anxiety and trauma and the struggles that we go through. And sometimes these struggles lead to us backing ourselves up into a little bit of a hole, back into a corner. Absolutely. But we have to find our way out. And sometimes you have to walk over the rocks, the stones, the fire, the water, the cleaning product to get to where you need to go. Deep thoughts by Samarabeth. You're welcome. <laughs> what kind of stuff do you have in your kitchen? You have fire and you have rocks and you have stones? It's a, it's a metaphor. Oh, it's like, oh my God. Well, that's why you're not doing a very good job mopping. You're in a corner. You have stones and fire. It reminds me of that TV show I just saw, like, the floor is lava. The game we used to play as children. So. Right. <laughs> there you go. That's a riot. That's hey, a riot. Samara, thank you so much for being here and talking about mopping and talking about arm robbery and smoke going out of your mercury sable that everybody thought you're a police woman. You'd be a hot police woman, by the way, but I want to say thank you for being here today. I appreciate it. You're awesome. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy and precious day to listen. We so appreciate it. We hope it added value to your life in some way. Thank you for being here. And thank you for allowing us to touch your heart, move you, inspire you, even make you laugh. Remember, Take time out to breathe. Don't let fear stop you. Decide, plan, and act. You got this. Thank you, Samara. I'm Rob Actis. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Living the Law of Action show with Mr. Action, Rob Actis. Please rate, review, and subscribe.